Pod Books with Anita S. J. Asmi, Not the End Chronicles, Chapter Sixty Two. We left. It showed three twenty p.m. on my cell. I felt bad for him having to drive me back on empty stomach. I also realized I shouldn't have said what I said about Lovely and him. When we reached the car, he opened the door for me. I looked at him and asked, "Is someone joining us?" "No," he replied. I had to ask this because he had opened the door of the rear seat for me. His face was closed off, but I could see the wheels turning in the depths of his eyes. I kept looking at him for some explanation. He said, "I was mentally prepared to exchange my place with the driver, and just that on Bhai's insistence." Now please sit. Prince is waiting for you. His voice came out low and hollow, and a look of genuine sadness crossed his features as he furrowed his brows. Words wouldn't come to me, so I managed with a nod and a weak smile. I cut across from behind him and opened the front door and settled down. I did not intend to start another argument, but I could not sit behind to make him feel even worse. No one spoke, just like the morning. But this time it was all fumes in the vehicle. If it was only me angry in the morning, now it was both of us fuming. At about 4:30 I cleared my throat to draw his attention. All along he had not directed his gaze towards me. He looked at me for an instant and fixed his gaze back on the road ahead. I asked hesitatingly, "Can we wait for tea?" "Yes," he said, his voice as though coming out of a hollow bamboo. In about 5 minutes he stopped the car. I stood out and waited for him. He wasn't looking my way. I peeped inside to ask, "Aren't you coming?" "No, I'll wait here." He said his voice dangerously low and quiet. I couldn't make myself plead, so I just left without him. I came back with two disposable cups of tea and handed over one to him. He couldn't refuse. He must be in need of some energy to last till we reach home. After having my tea alone outside leaning on the car, I remembered Princess chocolates. I'll be back in a minute. Saying this, I took fast steps to reach near the counter. I came back with lot of chocolates in a carry bag which I dumped on the seat behind, but kept one in my hand. Tossing and turning the one I held in my hand, I was trying to gather the courage to offer it as a peace offering. He looked my way to ask, "Shall we leave?" Taking this chance, I offered the chocolate to him with an impassive face and no words to go with. Obviously, he declined curtly. This wasn't how I wanted things to end, and I wasn't on my best behavior since morning. I did remember. Before he could look away, I said. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have told you what Didi said about Lovely when I did not believe it myself. It is okay. Now shall we go? He asked as if not interested in talking to me. This was leading nowhere. If it is okay, Anand, please have the chocolate. You must be hungry. I pleaded. His eyes clouded and his throat tightened as he swallowed hard before snapping his attention to the wheels. He started the car without saying anything. I placed my palm on his hand which was on the gear to mean he should listen to me and wait. 
He turned to look at me again but kept staring as if waiting for me to explain. Please don't hold any grudge against my didi. We have learned the hard way in life not to trust anyone. She was very small when we lost our parents and had to protect me since I was just about 2 years old. I began withdrawing my hand slowly I continued to talk. Why not just didi even I was shocked to see your limp vanish for a few minutes. She showed me from upstairs how you comfortably reached for the water and came back to settle on the divan and how you limped again when everyone was around. She wanted to save me from your deceitful nature. It is but human then to see only bad in a person you don't trust. She advised me to stop going to your office. On Friday you bullied me almost cornering me in my own room. At the next day when I cut my finger while peeling apple you come out aloud with your ouch with an intention for bite to hear and see that you cared. This contrast in your behavior proved her point. I couldn't trust you. Then again in the elevator when you tried to you know all that Didi had said seemed like a perfect prediction. Now what does this prediction tell you about traveling alone with me to Pune? What do you think I'm capable of doing? He asked looking at me nastily furrowing his brows I said in a low feeble tone I trust you as much as I trust bhai please don't tell bhai about how didi thinks of you Oh ah so the chocolate is a bribe for not telling bhai He asked dejectedly holding my gaze not waiting for my answer he continued I'm sorry but I have already discussed with bhai yesterday about the culprit your didi who has scared you to the extent that you prefer running away He wasn't wrong altogether. I was trying Pune with an only intention of running away from him. He wasn't wrong about Didi scaring me about him too. If I were to depend on my judgment of his behavior, I didn't see anything wrong in his overall conduct. I did not say anything for a while, and when he was about to start driving, I said slowly and thoughtfully, "I'm sorry for whatever I said about the inappropriate touch, about calling you a hypocrite." His gaze flicked to mine, surprised. I opened the wrapper and offered him the chocolate again, this time pushing it straight into his mouth. He took a bite into it and suddenly holding my gaze intently, "Asmi, what do you think of me? Do you hate me? You despise me?" he implored. "I don't hate anyone. I understand why you behaved the way you did." Everyone has their own standards of good, bad, right, wrong. I don't want to judge anyone. I'm happy with my decision to work after 3 years. I replied casually not letting him know how his imploring was softening my heart. The earnestness in his eyes as he was listening like my words were sinking in made my heart melt for him. Asmi, I know you are a strong-willed woman with a great character. I'll always respect your decisions. I've always respected you. Is it true that you really loved me a lot when I was away? What a pity that I was not aware of it. Anand please. I said looking away. I didn't want to bring back those memories. I had to stick to my resolve of moving on. Asmi please, I won't ask you ever again. But please tell me how do you really feel about me now? He begged. I could not speak, but he kept staring at me like in those dreams of long time ago, and I began. I loved you like crazy. And once you love someone like mad it means you have accepted the person with all his follies you cannot then hate the person there is nothing like falling out of love i was angry because i thought i was wrong in judging you 
I felt deceived when the facts talked about you differently from what I felt. I had seen the good person you were and when things looked so different, I had to believe the goodness was a mask. But I still could not make myself hate you. I could never ever do that, Anand. There is a natural impulsive streak of goodness in you that you yourself are not aware of. It shows when the times are challenging. I didn't get it. He countered. You have a natural tendency of taking the right decisions at the time of crisis. Only when you are disturbed you get confused and use more of your conscious brain and it does make you look like a fool. It gets you into troubles. I said gravely, "Can I take that you have forgiven me and bear no ill feelings? Asmi, please don't go to Pune. Marry me." Almost choking on the words, he said it with conviction. Anand's throat choking with emotions, confessing his love, pleading me to marry him. What would I have not given for this scene those so many years ago? But now my priority should be Prince and Prince alone. I am not marrying not you nor anyone. I am very clear about this. Pune is ideal for me and the job is related to my field. They are paying me good. Apart from the job, all my time will be for Prince. The arrangement is best for both of us. See, my Didi has married into your family. We'll be meeting often. I don't want any bad feelings and that is why I try to make up with the chocolate. Please don't build any hopes on our relationship. Please, if you do, I am not to be blamed. I tried to sound unemotional and matter of fact. Asmi, why can't we marry? He tried again to impose. You promised you will not ask again. I kind of trembled with embarrassment while saying this. But He tried to insist but I cut him by saying now you're behaving like prince I smiled to stop this from taking a serious turn and continued things were meant to be this way let's face it I thought the finality in let's face it will be understood by him but he wasn't giving up on me and it was scaring me perhaps no think of it this way all the love you had sent to me long ago is coming to you in return and you are refusing it He explained, "I won't talk any more on this." I declared firmly, "Asmi, don't do what I have done to you. You will start a give and take of a new order. I think we have come to a point of complete balance. Don't disrupt the harmony again." He spoke like he was speaking from the heart. "What are you talking about?" I asked. "See how I see it. About 20 years ago, you fell in love with me. One-sided love." I know how painful it is as I experienced the same when I fell in love with you during your stay for Ajit's funeral. I had no clue how you felt about me, but I helplessly fell in love with you. My refusal came to you as a great shock. Believe me, when during Prince's birthday, I assumed you and Paris were going steady, I could not bear the heartache that followed. My marriage to Priyanka must have devastated you. Similarly, I had lost all my strength when I overheard your conversation on Valentine's Day and assumed you loved someone else. Also later, when I sneaked in to overhear the account of Bade Bhai Sahib giving his okay for the marriage, I stood there frozen, completely dream shattered. My sneaking in had only confirmed my misunderstanding, and I know how it feels to know there is no way your love will be reciprocated. I have been through all that you have gone through. I agree your suffering was much more in severity. Also the number of years you lost in distress because of me were more, but now we have come to a point where we can begin on a clean slate. 
I also agree that you suffered because of my careless callous decision but in my misery of a marriage gone sour and the ensuing painful divorce I think I got my punishment the last two years of hopelessly loving you I suffered because of my own stupidity if I had confessed about how I felt about you to bhai he would have sorted it out for me within no time he sighed maybe not anand i was as clear about my decision to stay alone as i am now even bhai would not have been able to change my decision neither will he be able to do it now i said as i needed him to stop tugging at my heart like this you are the same old stubborn asmi i knew long ago if i had the opportunity to see how the bold and beautiful 14 year old you had blossomed into a graceful woman i would never have been able to refuse he said stretching to turn completely towards me anand please all this is not going to work though i said it with a straight face i knew his watchful eyes did not miss my blush asmi don't start the wheel of suffering again this time the lever is in your hand if you refuse to accept this marriage you will be doing what i did when i refused to marry you and i can tell you the misery that follows after refusing the all abundant love that wants to flow towards you is difficult to bear the guilt that follows eats you up as me feeling the tug at my heart i thought his appeal to my emotions vastly unfair he kept on pleading and i broke into ask are you cursing me asmi i love you i can't do anything to hurt or harm you you me lovely and prince we could be a happy family please think about it this time he was so comfortable saying i love you that i almost said it back in my mind Looking at the agony reflected in his eyes I almost gave right then and there remembering the present day decision and to add to it my didi's firm solid advice did the trick and helped me to be practical everything in my life had changed in a short span of time he waited for a reply there was none that I could give him that would make him happy hiding the turmoil of my heart I had to stick to my firm no He continued relentlessly. Bhai had once asked me whether we are governed by prudence or providence. I know my answer now. It is the balance between both. Our decisions based on prudence send some vibration into motion, and the result that is equal and opposite in nature we see as providence. While we are either enjoying or suffering, we are seeing providence at play. The result depends on how we have used our prudence. the gifts that are kind of return gifts that our providence keeps giving us along the way we are using our prudence in a way that will decide the gifts that we will receive for tomorrow he kept looking for a favorable response from me i only could avoid answering lest i say something stupid and encourage him further on i couldn't go against my didi's advice we weren't meant to be together after hearing him out impatiently all i could conclude that the conversation proved to be enlightening but while i understood why he did what he did i still wouldn't be able to explain it like it was to didi i pressed my lips and looked away from his eyes attempting to hide my heart's intent that would reflect in my eyes i kept looking out of the window keeping an impassable expression i looked at the cell to note the time it was 5:15 shall we leave He asked taking the clue. Hmm, yes. I answered still staring outside. Can I have some more of the chocolate? He asked. 
Suddenly realizing I was holding it in my hand loosely, I offered him the whole of it instantly. He broke a few squares and asked me to finish it. We did not speak again, but the fumes had vanished, leaving only the mild sweet smell of the chocolate behind. We formally parted at the gate of my didi's bungalow. Asmi, not the end chronicles by Anita S J to be continued.